Turn your Bible, please, to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 8. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 8. Appreciate the scripture that was read from 1 John a little while ago, reminding us that whatever we ask according to the will of God, we know that he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we have the petitions we've desired of him, but remember, they're in accordance with his will. We come to Matthew, Jesus teaches us so much about prayer. Someone has said the church is not built on people's strength, but on the ability of God to use people after they have failed. Think of Rahab, think of Dan, David, think of Peter, think of Saul, who became Paul. We will fail, but we're not failures until we quit. We have Christ's prayer for us in our task day by day. And in Matthew chapter five, Jesus said, but when you be not ye therefore like unto them, let me read verse seven. When you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Someone has called this the training prayer. It is often called the Lord's Prayer. Actually, the Lord's Prayer is in John 17. This is called a model prayer. When the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, he taught them this as a model prayer or as a training prayer. Someone has said prayer, prayer is the golden chain that locks our heart to the heart of God. Prayer is the soul's sincere desire uttered or unexpressed. The motion of a hidden fire that trembles in the breast. Hitchcock said, I know not by what methods rare, but this I know God answers prayer. I know not if the blessing sought will come in just the guise I thought. I leave my prayer to him alone, whose will is wiser than my own. O thou, by whom we come to God, the life, the truth, the way, the path of prayer thyself hath trod, Lord, teach us how to pray. And someone has said, just think, the sovereign Lord of heaven and earth was here in the earth and he prayed. 
Probably the greatest prayer warrior that has ever walked the earth is the Lord Jesus himself. And he was God in tabernacling in human flesh, but he had time to be alone. And he directed his prayer toward the heavenly Father. In John 17, Jesus said, neither pray I for these alone, but for those who shall believe on me through their word. Now, what exactly did he pray in John 17? There are seven petitions that he made. I just want to call this to your attention in John 17, verse 1, that he may be glorified as a son who had glory with the Father before he came. In verse 5, he prayed for the restoration of his eternal glory that he had before Bethlehem. In verse 11 and 15, Jesus prayed for the safety of his believers. In verse 17, Jesus prayed for the sanctification of the believers, that his disciples be set apart for him and his glory. Verses 21 to 23, he prayed for the spiritual unity with him and the Father. And Paul put it this way, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then in verse 25 of chapter 7 of John, Jesus prayed that believers might be with him in heaven to behold his glory. He taught his disciples to pray. I want you to notice there were seven elements in this prayer that he taught us. Just like the seven elements that Jesus prayed in the Lord's Prayer in John 17, listen to this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. For if we forgive men their trespasses against your heavenly Father, will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. Now these are very interesting statements, very interesting lessons on how to pray. This does not mean that we need to say the Lord's Prayer over and over and over and over again. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes the Lord's Prayer has been linked to the communion the bread of the word. The Jews thought this prayer maybe was talked about the bread at the great supper in the glory. Sometimes it is understood to be our daily petitions. And it's at that point I'd like to talk about that today. Give us this day our daily bread. What does it mean, give us this day our daily bread? Well, it could mean, Lord, I'm hungry, I need something to eat. Nothing wrong with praying like that. It could mean, Lord, my family is hungry. I need to feed them. 
So I ask you to help me find a job that I may go and work and get the money to take care of my family. That's part of that prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. To say, Lord, gimme, gimme, my name's Jimmy, and just hold our hands out and expect God to bless is not exactly what Jesus had in mind. Matter of fact, the scripture says, it is ordained that they who do not work will not eat. And so it's important that we all understand we need to work in order to eat. Give us this day our daily bread may mean, Lord, help me to find a job. And these are days when a lot of people are praying like that. Jobs have been lost. They've been terminated. There's nothing wrong with praying, Lord, give me this day our daily bread. Help me to find a job that I may earn some money in order to take care of my family. It may, on the other hand, refer to some debt we have. Lord, I have a huge debt. I run up a debt and I ask you to take care of this debt. That's a petition. It's one of the daily petitions. Matter of fact, the only petition in this entire prayer the Lord taught us is verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Everything else is a praise. Everything else is an honor to Christ. Everything else has to do with our forgiveness. Everything else brags on Jesus and his glory. But here, right in the middle of that prayer, he teaches us to make a petition to the Lord. What is our petition before the Lord? Sometimes we say, Lord, I need a new car. Now we need to let the Lord weigh that carefully. There may indeed need be a new car. Nothing wrong with a request like that. But remember, it has to run through the mills of God's understanding of God's will. He may say, well, the car you've got will last a little longer. Why don't you use it? Get it fixed up a little bit. Or he may say, you don't need a car yet. When I was in the seminary, I prayed that the Lord would let me go to the Holy Land. They were taking a special tour of the Holy Land and you got seminary credit for going, but you had to have about three or $4,000 to go. So I said, Lord, please provide that money so I can go. And God seemed to say, you just wait, wait. So I gave it to the Lord. I waited, I waited. One day here at this church, I think it was Christmas time, one of the deacons came forward and gave me an airplane, a model airplane. And attached to that model airplane was a little note saying, your prepaid ticket to the Holy Land is taken care of. God took care of it, but not when I asked him. He took care of it later when it would be of great profit to me and to other people. You see, God doesn't always answer our prayer at the moment we ask it. It's very important to understand that God's weights are God's blessings.
We've all heard the story of somebody was planning to catch a plane and they got there just as the plane left. They missed it, only to learn out it, learn an hour or two later that that plane crashed. Everybody on it died. And so God purposely let that man be late for that plane. A lot of things to try to think through in that. But the thing that God has laid on my heart this morning is when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, give us the money for this debt, give us the money for the car, or Lord, I need a new house, or Lord, I need a new suit, or I need some new shoes. God hears you. He hears what you're asking. And in the economy of God, he will bring it to pass at the right time. Abraham prayed, Lord, my nephew is down in Sodom. Dear Lord, please deliver Sodom. They tell me that the angel of God's gone out to destroy the city. I ask you, Lord, if there are 50 righteous people in that city, will you spare it? God said, yeah, I'll spare it for 50 people. How about 40, 30, 20? Lord, would you spare it for 10? God said, yes, if I can find 10 righteous people, I'll spare it. You know what Abraham was praying for all along? He wasn't really praying for Sodom. He was praying for his nephew. So God sent some angels down to Lot's house and said, Lot, get out of here. The city's gonna be destroyed. God answers prayer. So keep on believing. His promise receiving. God answers prayer. What's most on your heart today? Maybe it's a prayer for your son or your daughter or your grandchild or maybe a prayer for your husband or wife or maybe prayer for your family somewhere else in some distant city. There's nothing wrong in the world in bringing that to the Lord and saying, Lord, this is a deep prayer. And sometimes that prayer stays on our heart in such an ignoble way, in such a definite way that we can't even do anything without but just pray. George Mueller was responsible for many, many children in his orphanage. He went to bed one night realizing there was no food for breakfast. He asked God to provide the food. And God seemed to say, it's all right, I'll take care of it. You just trust me. Got up the next morning, set the table, got all the kids to come in. They sat around the empty table. They said, let's pause and thank God for the food. Just about that time, there was a knock at the door. A bread man passing by said, Mr. Mueller, we have a whole lot of extra bread. Could you use it? They brought it in. Another man came and knocked at the door. Mr. Mueller, we have a lot of extra eggs. Could you use them? They had already thanked the Lord for the food. It wasn't even on the table. But God said, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. God has said that to, to us many times about whatever's on our heart. I don't know what's on your heart today. Everyone here has some request before God. He'll answer that request. It may not be today. It may not be before we get out of church today. It might not even be this day or this week or this month. But God answers prayer. 
Whatsoever things you ask in faith believing, you shall receive. That passage that Brother Austin read to us a little while ago, I'm going to reread it. It's in 1 John chapter 5. Listen, this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. This life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may believe on the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. Notice the time, number of times we appears there. Who are the we? I want to submit to you, it's not everybody. That prayer request and promise was not made to everybody. It was made to those who have placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And have said, Lord, on this rock I stand, I can do no other. I'm trusting the Lord Jesus and God will answer my prayer. And when you pray like that in faith, believing in the will of God, you can be assured God will give it to you. If it is his will. Not everything is his will. As we mentioned in Sunday school this morning, I asked uh, Miss Barbara, is she still here? Anyway, I asked her, did you have a little boy named Mark? Yes. Did Mark ever ask his daddy for his razor? Yes. I said, well, did daddy always give him the razor? And first she said yes, because he had a, she, had a, she had a good daddy, John, uh, Joel would give his dad, son anything. I said, w would, would he give him the razor? Oh, she said, no, no. I said, why? It would not be good for him. So when we ask something from God that isn't good for us, God has to say, no, I'm not going to give it to you. Sometimes a young man will ask God to give him a certain girl as his wife. And he prays about it. He's in praying touch with God. God may either say yes or no. Give God time to show your heart. Don't rush into something. That's the reason it's so important to wait on the Lord be of good cheer and know that he will answer your prayer at the right time. God's knows are eternal blessings. Sometimes when God stands back and says, okay, have your own way, do whatever you want to do, we're in serious trouble. Don't ever let God have to stand back and just say, go on and do whatever you want to do. Wait for God to give you directions. The Holy Spirit will guide. And when we pray, we need to pray for others. We pray for ourselves. Pray that God will guide us in the petitions. But above everything in the world, we need to be sure that we're praying in the will of God. The only way to be sure you're in the will of God is, first of all, to know God personally as your Savior through the Lord Jesus Christ. God doesn't make that promise to everybody. There's some people in this room perhaps today that God's promise to you about that is not real. 
If you're not saved, you've never repented of sin and put your faith in Jesus and have let Christ come in and control your life, then that prayer is not your promise. But if you'll give your heart to Jesus and let Christ be real in your life, then whatsoever things you ask in faith believing that are in his will, he'll give it. Maybe not today, not tomorrow, but at the right time. He'll take care of it. So what do we do? We have petitions on our hearts that have not been answered. We just give up and say, well, God doesn't answer prayer. I'm just gonna quit praying. Or I tried praying and it didn't work. Or are we gonna say, I'm gonna wait on the Lord. He will direct my paths and I'll just wait. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It all relates to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Not my will, but thine be done. It's hard to us to think of, of Jesus as a human being, but he was. He was all God and all man. We come to the Garden Gethsemane, probably the deepest trying moment in the ministry of the Lord Jesus while he was on earth. He met with his disciples, said, you stay here and pray. He took Peter, James, and John a little bit further and said, now you stay here and pray. Then he went further and prayed. And God saw to it that the prayer he made was recorded. Here is the Son of God. Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. What cup was he talking about? He was not talking about the cross. This reason he came. It was the cup of God's wrath. God's wrath, all of God's anger and wrath against sin was poured on Jesus the next day at Calvary. And when he who knew no sin took those lashings and whippings and beatings and the nails in his hands and the crown of thorns on his brow and the lashes and the whips and the making fun, there was the Son of God, the eternal creator, our redeemer. No wonder he said, Lord, if it could be your will that this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And I want to tell you, some of the petitions we ask for God may include some suffering in the days ahead. Jim Elliott was a tremendous man of God, graduated from Wheaton College. Everybody at Wheaton thought he was a top man, loved the Lord, one of the great men of God, went down to Ecuador, he gave his life at the hands of the Aucas Indians. And they said, this is a waste of life. I told you last Sunday, I was in Lansing, Michigan when the, when the headlines came out, five missionaries threw their lives away, went down to the headhunters, the Aucas Indians who care nothing about God, don't know anything about our culture, and they were killed. What a shame coming out of that that whole AUKUS Indian tribe came to know the Lord. There may be some suffering. Jesus prayed, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And the next day on the cross, all of God's wrath was poured out on Jesus. He took the hell that you and I deserve. He took it all. 
so that we don't have to go through that hell. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible. Only believe. Let's pray together. Our heads bowed, eyes closed for just a moment. Friend, if you're here and you've never been saved, you never really asked Christ to forgive your sins, remember what Jesus went through to earn your salvation, your forgiveness. Would you reach out to him today and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need Christ. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Savior and my Lord. If you'll do that, he'll forgive you and save you right now. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And friend, if you're a Christian, are you living where God answers prayer? The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me when I pray. So why not use this quiet time right now as a time of confession. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. That petition right in the middle of the prayer you taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And whatever that means in every person's life here today, whatever the need is, whatever that petition is, show us how to receive that petition through faith in Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen. Let's stand, please.